Boy, oh boy, do we like boys. High school boys, transfer portal boys, boys who will be dudes and guys. <sighs> You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by the guy who was commissioned to paint Luana K. Simon's formal portrait, Kevin Greck, and the guy who was her stand-in, Alex Plum. On the day, I just actually painted Plum the whole time. That's right, yeah. Well, and it's remarkably it's similar. French. It's the mustache. It really is. She really had is. no idea. She had I turned no it around and she was so thrilled. And she thrilled. was like, oh, you really captured my essence. And then Plum and I <laughs> shared a knowing glance. A knowing glance. I love a knowing glance. So knowing. Uh, how are you both doing? We're good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That's yeah. what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear on a podcast about mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. and boys. What about you, Jonesy? What tell us how excited are you to talk about boys for the next? No one asks how I'm doing. I thank you for checking in. Uh, Aww. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, I am I'm focused, oh, I'm energetic, laser at attention, and I'm ready. That last All one right. was a little bit weirder. Why don't you dribble out our our list of topics? Oh, before we do, we got to thank everyone for listening. Uh, And of course, uh, please uh, share the pod with Spartans in your life. Uh, Give us a share on the old Twitter machine, the old Instagram, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Um, And yeah, this is the the show before the show about the boys. Uh, So it's going to be a big recruiting week. Uh, It's been a, uh, we're going to head behind that green wall and we're going to talk about the comings, the goings. Uh, and and what we think of the class that's shaking out so far for the class of 2023. Uh, and then we're going to chat, I guess, uh, about basketball for a second. Uh, and then um, we're going to uh, fire up the old cement truck, fill in the uh, swim and dive pool, and then talk some Luanda K. Simon before heading off Grand River with a host of topics that are both uh, sad, infuriating, and hilarious. Uh, so we're going to cover the whole gambit there, preview Oakland, and then get to your Twitter questions. Uh, so, gentlemen, let's head behind that green wall. And uh, how do you want to start? Do we start by uh, saying, uh, remember everything that we said about recruiting last week? That's all been called into question. <laughs> do we start there? I I think this is one of those times. Sometimes I I wish that we, particularly during football season, sometimes it, we recorded more than once a week because of the cadence of mm. how much we got to get through, yada yada yada. This is an episode where I am very thankful that we only record once a week because earlier in the week, I like many folks in uh, who follow recruiting was a little bit bothered by what was happening. And then we had a whole week of good news. Um, sure, sure. And then we're rounding out shortly before recording with some less good news. But uh, yeah, so I think let's lay the table of everything that's happened in the past week, and then uh, and and give the plaudits to the to the new members of the class of 2023, uh, and then and then kind of talk recruiting bigger picture. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Let's start by the guys that aren't in the class anymore. Yeah. Uh, we, we Good got riddance. Dick, we get some dick commits uh, from Mr. Jonathan Slank, three-star uh, uh, offensive lineman. Uh, Mr. Colton Hood, three-star defensive back. And Mr. Javent Brown, four-star linebacker. Now, there are details for each one of these that you can go and you know read up on if you want but uh those i can give you but i can give you what the rundown is jonathan slack there was a lot of slack and he a lot really a lot to lack so he wasn't going to cut it uh colton hood tucker looked under the hood didn't like what he saw not enough power so that one we had to get rid of as well and then javon brown just a big cup of fucking brown brown right down the pants brown so no more from him either so that's it that's really it and that's the expert analysis you came here for that was uh that was actually all lifted directly from the 24 7 uh premium board uh that <laughs> we're just stealing their content now and At putting it live on the air yeah. uh that was the thread title javen right. brown down the pant like down. <laughs> uh, we were trying to not talk a lot of garbage about these young men but i we didn't go for it. <laughs> Things happen live and on the air. <laughs> uh, I do like it, there's one in particular that I, I think we should let's put a pin in Colton Hood for a second because uh, that one was a one where the staff maybe was a bit split on taking the commit in the first instance. Um, and I just uh, I, I want to put a pin in it because I would uh, question if the staff should feel that choosy. And mm. so we can, mm. we can circle back at the, at the end. Um, but let's talk about folks who are joining the the class. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Brown, this plum, how are you going to spin Brown to be a good one? This, time? you know what? Chocolate, Cho- Brown <laughs> chocolate, delicious, sweet, creamy, Sean Brown chocolate. I hate everything that just came out of your mouth. Uh, what, what the listenership can't see is just the grimacing happening from Plum right now. It's just the regrets he's painted himself into a corner. Really, really should have just, just should have read a line below. Uh, <laughs> Get scanning now, buddy. Uh, the uh, so Sean Brown is a flip from the University of Arizona. Um, his offer sheet is as a West coast kid is, is comprised of, uh, we'll call them, uh, maybe quality names, but lower tier, uh, West coast schools. Yeah. These are the ones you always expect to see going up against MSU. Your BYU's, your Oregon States and your San Diego States. Good. You know? Well then you, well, uh, Washington state on there as well. Uh, that's foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what's intriguing about Sean Brown as a commit, uh, so he's the uh, composite 83rd best player in the state of California, 94th cornerback in the entire country, uh, comes in at 942 overall in the nation. Um, if you're looking for the sort of like why take a commit like that, um, his measurables. Uh, he's 6'3", 195. That is a... Uh, a big dude to be playing cornerback and and can give you some some coverage that some shorter guys can't. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. You want to talk about Sam Leavitt? Last week, we talked about how 
We weren't so sure about having multiple quarterbacks in the program, but there's another four-star quarterback coming in. Jonesy, you want to introduce us? Yeah. So Sam Leavitt is a uh, Washington State uh, flip. He's a four-star late riser. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to like in his game. Um, very quick release with the ball. Uh, it, great mobility in his senior year that that was displayed. And what's interesting is that, so he just took his team to a state championship. Uh, and earlier in his career, he had had an amazing wide receiver that they were able to really rely on. Had less uh, talent at the wide receiver core later in his career and still excelled. The point that I think is most intriguing about him is a 70% completion percentage as a senior. Um, folks will remember some of the the notes that we're making about Sam Leavitt here are things that you could have said about Brian Lewerke. Brian Lewerke never had that completion percentage. Um, so being able to get passes completed accurately is a big deal. He's the number one player in the state of Oregon, 23rd best quarterback in the nation for the class of 2023. So, so there's your four-star quarterback, everyone. Uh, it's a good pickup. It's a really good yeah. pickup. I mean, that's, is it? Is it yes. really what we needed? We've got. You, uh, we've got. Need a we've got. We've. We have three. We have three. We have two. We've never seen play. Uh, and now we have the fourth. And he's a four star. Great. How many stars again? Remind me. Did Kattenhauser have? Katen Hauser. Four. 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 Mm. Also four. four. Are you saying I mean, we should not have more than one? I'm saying we don't need 12 quarterbacks when we don't have a single offensive lineman that can do anything to help the quarterback be successful. I that It is a fair point that we need more offensive linemen, but it is still a nice pickup for the class. All right. And we're very excited that Sam chose to go to Michigan State. We're very happy for him. The podcast, officially, that is the party line of the podcast, we're happy for him. We're happy to have him. And we subscribe to the old football wisdom that you need a quarterback in every class. That is the official line of the podcast. And that is final, Alex. That's gospel. That's gospel. All right. There we go. There we go. I've been corrected. All right. And then <laughs> my, uh, I think my favorite add to the class is uh, – Jalen and I'm adding stupid fast uh, Barberin. Um, he's the 99th ranked uh, player in the state of California, 95th athlete in the country. Um, only been playing football for a little more than a year, but has a 1037, 10.37 second, 100 meter dash, um, which may make him the fastest player in the class of 2023 nationally. Um, and you look at his tape and it shows, uh, there is an extra gear to this kid. Um, I think he's listed as an athlete because at times he winds up at wide receiver. Other times he's a running back. It is give him the ball and go vroom vroom. H back Z back, whatever you want. Uh, speaking of being super fast, um, this I think could bridge us into our subject uh, of conversation here. Uh, you could also super fast read his list of offers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Austin P, uh, Kansas State, UMass, San Jose State, Washington State. A lot of Washington State here today. War Washington. Uh, last week we said we're not taking flyers on guys. Staff's not taking flyers on guys. I'm concerned that maybe we should amend 
that. <laughs> Let's. I, that's fair, but I, I the difference. I, I will, as it relates to Barbarin, that that speed is a difference maker, right? Like you, you tell me we're taking a flyer on Sean Brown. Okay, I, I believe you. Okay. Uh, the next person that that speed is next level. Um, you can't teach it. That's what I've been told a number of times. Uh, there are coaches out there. That. They are uh, frauds. Uh, ah. That you know the the speed coaches. That it's not a real coaches. thing. You cannot teach it. You can't coach it. You're just that fast. Yep. Barbarossa. Uh, Barbarossa. Uh, uh, last up is Isaiah Johnson. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it that, that correctly. He's the 28th yeah, Johnson. Uh, J O H N S O N. Correct. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> 28th player in the state of Virginia and a, a the 83rd ranked athlete. Uh, he is likely playing sorry, wide the receiver. 83rd ranked athlete. Where everywhere of and and you you can't wait to come to to when I just talked about the 95th ranked athlete in the country. No, I want to do it now because there was so much more there, and we had we just at this point we're filling space for Isaiah Johnson. Uh, Isaiah Johnson comes from the same place as uh, Felton Davis, too. I oh, oh, that's fun. We love yeah. that. Uh, he also maybe a bit of a late riser, but uh, his offer list is interesting. Uh, we've got uh, we got your Virginia Techs, your Dukes, your North Carolinas, your South Carolinas, your Virginias, your Wake Forests. It's a better list. It's a better list. But uh, still, I'm concerned. Like. I think you can find for any guy that you're willing to accept into the program, something that you're pointing at for why this is a good idea. My concern is these guys are kind of popping up at the end on a small class. The timing seems to suggest flyer in some of these cases. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. I would you agree? So maybe we're, let's, let's chat about a part of this now anyway. Yeah. One of the critiques I think uh, that we had, or maybe not critiques, but questions we had, is when all those visits, the cars on the on the field and the and the goats, they were swinging for the fences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of those guys they were still swinging for the fences on were their Plan B guys, still really highly rated recruits. It was never clear who the Plan C guys were. I think we know. And, well, but do you think you would have felt a little bit different if we saw more of the Plan C guys sort of in the social media mix, on the visits? I would feel a little bit different on some of these guys if we took them months ago. That would, in, that would tell me that they're guys that the staff really wanted, were prioritizing, et cetera. When you're taking a guy one week before signing day and the offer list isn't great, it, it tells me that this is someone that we should expect to see in the transfer portal this time next year. I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I'm happy for these guys. I'm happy for the, the decisions that they've made. I hope they don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) You have as fantastic an experience at MSU as the three of us had choosing to start a a podcast and talk about it. And to be be clear, we all, we want these people to succeed. We We want want them. If you're listening, we want you to succeed. Yes. Um, it's yes. just that it's a little sus. Things are a little you, sus. I mean, you think they're going to get recruited over partly. I don't, yeah. I, yeah, I do. We'll see. I mean, 
the, but uh, in the D'Antonio years, these are the future all-stars. Yeah. <laughs> these are, well, these are so, the guys. These are your Le'Veon Bells. These are your Darquez Denards. Here's here's the thing, though, that it, I, I think to tie it back to something that we talked about last week is that for, for me, my sort of overarching question about the staff right now is can you develop players? So you, you talk about a 6'3 DB who's got, you know, those incredible measurables do something with that player then like, Mm. you know, make them a meaningful contributor and sure. Maybe they end up being a, you know, red zone guy. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, you're a, you're a special teams in a red zone guy because you know, you can get and and cover in in that situation, but like find a role, develop the player because it ultimately it is irrational for us to believe that the entire team is going to be filled out with four and five star kids. Sure. So you need to develop players like this and make them meaningful contributors. And also in fairness to the staff, they are still as of recording going to bring in the most four stars in a class or tied for it. I don't know. I think we're currently at tied. Um, So it's not to say that this is a bad class overall. In fact, just adding warm bodies to it has rocketed up the, the rankings, which is dumb like clearly stupid yeah it makes me start to actually value the on three ranking which cares more about your average Mm -hmm. player composite ranking than. so but i'm just saying we made a statement last week we felt comfortable with it now there's evidence to the contrary and we should acknowledge it um other things that we want to talk about other transfers in you want to cover well let's do this transfer out okay uh, did this just happen the last time we recorded? Because it, it, it happened the, the, yeah, the, the day. Uh, our guy, Jerry Bernard, wide receiver has left the program and is going to Washington, which is where he was originally going before he flipped last year. So I don't know why he didn't just stay when the team was in Seattle. That would have just <laughs> saved everyone a, a trip. You know, that's actually around the time he stopped getting snaps. So it would have made perfect sense. Um, hmm. anyway, I, uh, what were his issues with this program? By all accounts, there's a bit of homesickness. Hmm. I mean, like, I, I think it's a little, there are a lot of folks being apoplectic about all the things that it could have been. Sure. Dudes from the Vegas area originally committed to Washington. I mean, you have to imagine that, that, that this is not a purely uh, when you commit to a school that there's more to it than who the head coach is and, and like the style of football. And, and by the by, Washington started winning. Like, it's not like there's not, and and by throwing the ball. So it's not like there's not a compelling football reason to be interested, but his wide receiver coach left right before he flipped his commitment to MSU. And, and like, it's closer to home and, you know, presumably he liked the campus i i do have to to point out though i've been to seattle i've been to um vegas starbucks and my understanding is that they are not the same thing that was my experience yeah they are different um, yeah that they are different yeah but you would agree they are uh closer I, effectively proximity. like marginally would you also agree you're that still maybe flying you're to still, Vegas. Yeah, it's, it, the question is, are you going to be on the plane for an hour longer or not an hour longer? You probably have a lot more Southwest flights out of Vegas to, to the Seattle. But besides that, uh, many of their opponents 
also in the area. That's fair. I mean, it's the same time zone, I guess, too. I think. Is it the same time zone? Yes. Yeah, they're, yeah. Vegas is as Vegas Pacific. I don't know. Mm, No, now I'm questioning if they're mountain. That's mountain. Can't read, can't write, can't tell time. Only 2% of the human population uh, in the United States is in mountain time. So it's a stupid time. It is. It's an excellent time. It's a hilarious uh, working for companies based out of mountain time because they like that's their reference point. And the whole rest of the company and all of our clients are like, what are you talking about? What is about? mountain time? No Make one it stop. even knows that this exists. Make mountain time stop. You know, I don't know. I also think um, we have to name the obvious here, which is, yeah, we have a style of play on this team that uh, does not comport with winning. Um, <laughs> so, so that's A. That's a that's a big challenge. But yeah, I wonder about just even the past game run game and how fucking bad Peyton Thorne's been though. One would think with this four-star quarterback recruit, which one? Well, yeah. Well, yes. Well, you'll recall that Jeremy Bernard has quite the, uh, quite the relationship with our last four-star, uh, quarterback recruit. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm a little sus on this, uh, homesickness thing. And I'm a little, a little sus yep. overall, but anyway, yep. uh, there's some transfers in, uh, Nathan Carter running back three years of eligibility, uh, joining in, uh, Jonathan Kim kicker from UNC. Well, stay with uh, Carter for a second. Cause he had some yeah, good slow film. down. This is an exciting one. He had some good film. He was fast. He's even faster than Kenneth Can Walker. The third. Speed. People are saying he's the fastest running back in the world. Number All right. one athlete. World. Nathan Carter last year ran, only played four games, had a shoulder separated. So that's why he only played the four. Ran for 405 yards in four games, averaging 6.2 yards per carry with over half of those yards coming after contact. We'll recall that was a big canine staple too, yards after contact. And if we have a uh, offensive line that is growing um, and developing, then that skill set will be valued um, highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as a freshman, uh, ran the ball 125 times uh, for 4.5 yards per carry, which is still not shabby. Yeah, I mean, you'd like it to be up a little bit, but. Jonathan Kim, uh, kicker from UNC, uh, was the kickoff specialist there. Uh, I think he had the most touchbacks um, in the conference or or something like that. Um, I'm not Jonesy. Does this help us with field goals, though? Well, let's not. Didn't we lose the Indiana game on kickoffs? I mean, they returned to kickoff for, for a touchdown. A touchdown. I would say we lost the Indiana game on a missed field goal, but I guess points are fungible. Points for one thing are the same as points for another thing. So someone else did the work, uh, and I'm stealing it, but uh, in 2022, MSU had 13 touchbacks, two fair catches on 58 kickoffs. They allowed seven returns of over 25 yards, including a touchdown. An opponent started 17 drives beyond the uh, 25-yard line resulting in TD drives 53% of the time. That's good. That's good uh, research. Was uh, that a shirt for special? Who came no, up with all this? Uh, I'm, I, will bef- I will find it and say it here in a minute uh, because it was really good research. Yeah. Uh, but so in 2020, Jonathan Kim led the nation in touchbacks. Nation. Was 
fourth in the nation in 2021 in touchbacks and was 12 for 12 on touchbacks before hitting the portal in 2022. Like this is drama free. This is drama free. And that's exactly what you want. Um, So I think this is a, uh, a big pickup. He is not a field goal kicker of note that we have extended some PWO offers to some, uh, some other kickers. Listen, if he can kick off, the ball this way, I promise you, even if he's his first time kicking a field goal is in a game, he's more likely than not to be successful at it compared with the current assholes that we have wearing Michigan State uniforms. Because if you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. Uh, and or I'm, uh, I stole the, the research. <laughs> I stole the research from uh, Maxwell Klitsky. Uh, it's M-A-X-W-E-L-L-K-L-I-T-Z-K-E on Twitter. Um, Excellent. Maxwell, well done. And finally, Samar Melvin, uh, cornerback from Wisconsin, because we're just going to bring Wisconsin's whole team through the transfer portal at some point. Uh, yeah. Sooner or later, uh, that's just going to happen. Um so, uh, cornerback, um, you know, has not really played meaningful snaps, but was a contributor in special teams. I don't know what else we want to talk about on this subject, but there, other than I'm expecting as much change as we've talked about this week, I'm expecting to talk about that amount of change again next week, because this year in particular seems bananas, uh, going into the last week of of recruiting season. Maybe it's just that I'm still used to the D'Antonio years where everything was all buttoned up and it was very dull and it was just the fax machine whirring on on signing day. Um, But like, it seems like if I'm taking a pulse on college football, it seems like this is happening everywhere. Lots of flips, lots of uh, decommitments, lots of new commitments Lots of transfer portal activity. I think there's a thousand guys or twelve hundred guys right now yeah. in the transfer portal. So it's wild right now. Yep. 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 Yeah, I don't I mean, like, I think we in the past like we acknowledged this was gonna be more of a thing here with Mel Tucker. Um and I think we talked about it being kind of fun. This is the first year that I think folks are finding it not fun. Um, and I, I think it's, it is worth remembering that from a, that it, that the, the number, I look at the number of four stars as, as particularly important here because you hope that that means those are potential difference makers, right? Right. That, you know, it's because every the team as being this close to the team and covering it the way we do and, and the way our listeners like pay attention to the team, you're always going to know about X, Y, and Z dude on the team because they're the most important guy on the team. But that doesn't mean that they're a difference maker in the league. Mm-hmm. And so your hope is, is that some of these four star guys are like actually top tier big 10 guys. And so while this class may be smaller, the rank isn't quite where maybe we'd hoped it would be. The fact of the matter is 
it's still bringing in some top flight talent. I would also ask people to remember the number of open scholarships that were available to begin with. Mm-hmm. The COVID year is really screwing with roster management. That extra year of eligibility means you're not bringing necessarily in the 22-25 guy class anymore. Which yeah. is, we talked about this when the NCAA announced this. The fact that they're not expanding the total number of <laughs> of scholarships right. while expanding the total number of guys that can get those scholarships, wild. All it can really do is hurt this senior high school class. Yes. Because colleges are going to choose, hey, who do I want on my team next year? A three-star freshman or a five, six-year, 25-year-old man with like a gut and like a family that that he's got to play for because he's got to get in the league for his family, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I... <laughs> not oh i get so mad when i think about my family i just get so mad um i i want to say it's um, not a perfect system it's not a perfect system that's that's right and i will temper my remarks earlier about uh our four star sam levitt (laughs) in in so far as flipping four stars is something we are paying mel tucker Nine and a half million dollars to do. Yes. And, and unfortunately, so that's great. So celebrate that. And unfortunately, we, we do need those four star flips or just straight commits to also be guys in key positions. And that's an area where we, we actually had the op. I mean, the three D commits that we mentioned at the top of the segment linebacker, defensive back, internal offensive line, inside offensive line. And then, you know, obviously, Pancake Concho. Those are key position players in key areas of need for this program. That are not they're not going to be here and we're and we're not celebrating I mean, I can say Kendrick Reyescano who's at Ole Miss because they backed up the bank truck. Um good for him, I guess, but I don't care about him. Because I want to see what Nathan Carter can do. I'm sure that he's a four-star running back. He's going to be fucking great. But, like, at least I have something that I can sink my teeth into. Now, I know this is one week and we'll have more to talk about. But No, no, um, but that's because the you're right, though. Like, running backs, wide receivers, you can find those in the portal. Yep. Um, there's a lot of really talented dudes. Talk about that- coaching coaching speed. Let's coach size. I mean, whether you're you, – you can't coach a guy – my size to be an effective offensive lineman. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Greg, as tall as he is, is not adequate. Um, it turns out <laughs> they could just run right around me. They just pick me up. They move me. They put, they set me back down. Gently. The, uh, no, I plum. I think that's, I think that's right. And, and it is that I, I that's why I think this next year is so important from a, like, you know, you had last year's class, which was pretty good. I think we saw a, a move in the right direction on the talent level. You wanted yep. to see more. Yep. But that those guys started playing some this year. Like, do and and the 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 couple four stars from his first class that was the Zoom class, right? That like he never really got to recruit. Those guys started getting some time. Like, you need to see them elevate. Um, cause he, t- 
Tucker's got like a couple more years at best left before we're people are either in on him or yeah. all the way out on him. Yep. My last subject on this, and you guys are welcome to just keep talking about it, but Graham, turn your uh, turn your knob up. Turn that volume knob up, my friend. Is Graham Couch right to just be skeptical about recruiting and, and calling commitments pledges and that kind of like this amount of attrition and addition, like it's it's crazy. Like well, first I have to ask, Graham, what's your take on the Pledge of Allegiance? Because it feels to me that if pledge is not that important to you, then... <laughs> I guess pledge is more than commitment. Maybe <laughs> holding your hand over your heart every that's day. It. That's it. This is uh, good. I, but... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I, I, I. The last thing I'll say about this is <clears throat> we'll never know unless someone comes out and says it, which I would wish they would. Um, what the five and seven season did to any of these guys who either did not commit or left, entered the portal, who we could have built another year around. Uh, and and whether going seven and five with a potential bowl win helps that, or even eight and four. And I say that because the Indiana loss, um, the Minnesota loss, which was a convincing loss at home, these were games we absolutely should not have lost. We should never accept a program that loses to Minnesota at home. That is never acceptable. Um, th- so that's why I say this is this this is easily this easily should have been a seven and five season for us. Just and based on a terrible year, we should we should have been seven and five. Right. That's that's and that those were management decisions. Those were and fucking Tucker with execution. But that those are the. Those are the coachable things that I get at nine and a half million dollars. You have to get those things right. We didn't get those things right. I think that if I'm those guys, I'm, get the fuck out. I'm out of here too. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I He has to be able to recruit Mel Tucker and his asinine band of clowns coaching with him are making their own jobs on the recruiting side harder. I guess that's my point. Like you, you have to be able to back up the product. My God, Bentley's on the on the football field with pan Kodiak pancakes on the ground as they are just drooling over themselves to win this kid over. And the emperor has no clothes at five and seven. Why the fuck would he come here? So, you know, I, maybe that's a really harsh take, but I these things inform each other, and he's making his job. His coaches are making their jobs that much more difficult by their, by, and, and, and I guess my last part here is I just, why hasn't Ross Ellis been fired yet? <laughs> In fairness, <laughs> Pancake Concho went to a five and seven team also. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that exact same thing. Oh, that's a really by, good point. Like by that. all accounts, Pancake yeah. Concho, five star offensive lineman was choosing between two losing programs <laughs> and simply chose the one in the better climb with the better climbs. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But the one with, I, and who can blame him? Honestly, the, the, I can, uh, well, I mean, if you wanted to go screw around four years in Miami, I, I, I won't blame you for that. Well, I mean, you lose all the time though, that it takes to commute from campus to where the stadium is. That's, that's right. Those are that's hours right. of your life that are yes, gone, but you're forgetting all, all of the cocaine. 
that's oh what yeah the cocaine, cocaine as i understand it cocaine. is like it's like a time warp right mm-hmm. so as long as you do mm-hmm. a rail mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. you just a gummy just a gummy you go practice at five in the morning it's fine you're good to go um all right uh can we move on yes no i think we should stay in that energy (laughs) yes please move on all right cocaine uh speaking of cocaine (laughs) swim and dive is officially dead bye melanie foster said what i'm off the board then so are you basketball first oh Uh, who cares really like what? What are we going to talk about with basketball? Is there any? Well, news? he he, he copied a little graphic. Outline. I just okay. had that there for reference for me. I, I don't want to actually talk about the basketball team until we talk about. Oakland. You guys, there's nothing to report this week for basketball because we didn't play. This is the one week we don't have to talk about how yeah. dashingly attractive Tom Izzo is. But we could. We could. Uh, so yeah, Melanie Foster, who is uh, who is not put forward by the Republicans to uh, to appear on the ballot, uh, just said point blank. The money doesn't make sense. Um, yep. And there were some, there was some you know, references to the pools, availability, that kind of stuff. Uh, also, a uh, similar topic, uh, MSU had asked the Supreme Court of the United States to look at the way that the um, allocation of uh, Title IX scholarships, scholarships. Yep. for Title IX were allocated. The Supreme Court said, no, thank you, please. No, thanks. Which... Uh, I've read a number of blogs and think pieces that that is probably beneficial to the sports generally. Um, well, I just think, and case. I think on that point, I just want to say, really, what the lawyers for Michigan State were doing were leaning into the most opprobrious parts of what this current configuration of the Supreme Court is, which is rolling back any fucking protection from any marginalized or vulnerable group. And I, I mean, that maybe that's again another. Great take from yours truly, but what else are they really asking for? Which is roll it all back, guys. Come on, Sam. You and the boys. Roll the roll the rest of these fucking protections back. Who the hell cares about women athletes? I, I think that's what they're going for. I mean, I, they're gonna say they want they they want a different kind of configuration, but it's it's just in a way that again gives the school the ability More to allocate its yeah. resources however the hell they want. I, I mean, I certainly think it's a risk. One of the 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 allegations from Swim and Dive, though, was that the way MSU counted, um, the like as things existed before the the the, the program was cut, was they were essentially al- uh, arguing was also illegal. Correct. Mm. So they were saying that crew, I think specifically crew, allocated a bunch of resources to a women's sport for a bunch of women who couldn't actually compete because they just, they weren't. So they were saying the count mm. for crew was fraudulent. And so they, it, they'd have like 80 women on the crew team or whatever it was. Right. Even though like 80 women are not actually competing. And so the, 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 ch- the challenge that, that they got, I, I think was, because the allegation was that the entire system of MSU was fraudulent, um, put them in a bit of a precarious position where if, you know, it's not just about whether swim and dive can exist. It's about like, is, are we operating something in total fraud of the spirit of Title IX? which they may be, but that means that it, like for all the, the clamoring for swim and dive to come back, it was at the exclusion of the men's team. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that men's team would have been dead either way. Either yeah, the way, men's team is not coming back. Particularly uh, if the allegations of the women's swim and dive team were true. Were true. Yeah. Particularly if that was the case. Um. Anyway, but you're not I, wrong, Plum. That like that would have been a prime opportunity for the court. Like, and you have to ask yourself as as the university, is that a risk you're truly willing to take? Yeah, Pandora's box here, friends. Yeah. No. 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 That's that's a that's a very valid point. And the last thing I'll say about this, too, is because I think uh, state news actually, and this podcast has been quite uh, critical of the state news over the years, and I think correctly. We have? Uh, I, okay, this this uh, uh, listener guest this has been quite <laughs> critical of the um, – anyway, uh, the the article I think did, did – and you shared this with us, Jones, in the chat earlier uh, – that wrote up the wrote up this whole piece had a really good couple of – comments sort of just making the case i think to your point that like her report multiple things left out right so for example they're already planning on building an ncaa or olympic sized pool as part of the new health and wellness center that are the plans are already there they've already been approved the only thing that's lacking is a locker room well so then it kind of feels like a incomplete picture to suggest right that these investments haven't been made i don't know i the article did a good job, I think, of pointing out some really obvious shortfalls with even the logic on the board. And I think it just kind of goes to show and underline that the commitment probably wasn't there for a number of reasons. But I do like the idea of being able to continue to make jokes about a cement truck filling in a pool. I enjoy that. Here, here. That's the most important thing in all of this. Um, we've also made enough jokes about Luana um, pouring a cement truck um, all over her. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, that one didn't work. <laughs> no, we're not betting a thousand over here, listeners. You can't. And that one didn't work. Can we just, I, I truly, can we do like a Liza Benelli in arrested development type situation? How she ends up in the wall. Like Louisiana kind of looks like Liza Benelli a little bit, right? Is that fair that, to say? That's fair. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There's some resemblance, right? She looks more like uh, Jessica Fletcher. Uh, Angela Lansbury from um, yep. Murder, She Wrote. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to workshop this uh, behind the scenes, and uh, we can continue on. I just hope that the artist said, why don't you go deeper into the, the Bakerwood lot? Um, <laughs> and she's wearing her green suit, so eventually she just blended in. So her portrait is just a floating head. She's in, the middle of, in the middle of rifle season, Jones, that's really uncouth. An un- uncouth uh, suggestion. Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about your close personal friend? Daddy, tell us a story about Brandon Sands. We've heard so much about him. Tell us, Daddy. Well, I once had a friend who needed to refi his house. Who? And he called up, we'll call him. Was he Slender? Slenderman. <laughs> Let's set it. And uh, eventually his, his refi got to Mr. So-and-so. Who, who, who is it with now? Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper. You <laughs> <laughs> check to Mr. Cooper every month. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z is our guy on the mortgage streets. He's with Gold Star Mortgage now, as you've heard from us. And look, what we love about Brandon, I think the key thing to know about Brandon because times are tough. It's not a great time to buy a home for a lot of people. 
So when you're doing that, when you need to go through that process, because frankly, some of us need to do it for whatever reason in this moment, you want to work with somebody who is going to A, take the time to like talk through things with you, and B, is going to have access to a variety of home loan products to fit your specific circumstances. So if you're in the market to buy a home, you should absolutely reach out to Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. He's with Gold Star Mortgage. It's a Fortune 500 company. It's Michigan-based. They do over a billion dollars in mortgages annually. His team has over 100 years of combined industry experience. <clears throat> and despite being Michigan-based, he can cover you over the entire Big Ten footprint. I'm talking the UCLA Big Ten footprint. So if you are literally buying almost anywhere in the United States, give Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, an email, a call. Look him up. He's on Gold Star Mortgage. Uh, we cannot recommend him as a consultative dude for your purchase enough. All right, All right off Grand River. Uh, who's got a Mike Leach story they want to they want to share? Mike Leach was a legend of the game. I know there is some criticism of Mike Leach, of course, but we lost Mike Leach this week. Um, MSU ran into him a couple times. One right after he was sort of dismissed from Texas Tech. We played that game. It's also right after our Raider Hall year. So there was a lot going on for that game. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, played him at when he was the coach at Washington State, um, which <laughs> resulted in a really high scoring <laughs> game. Uh, but guys, any any like really fond memories of Mike that you want to share? I mean, one will never forget that press conference where he was attempting to cool off his pop, his ice cube coffee. filled. Oh, was it coffee? Because it looked like it was in a pop cup, like not a coffee cup. Soda? A soda cup? Fine. His soft drink receptacle, mm -hmm. as it were. Uh, I So Greg laughs when I share this quote, but I went down a, a wormhole of, of Mike Leach, you know, videos and, and whatnot. Um, but he said something that actually stuck out with me that I'm I, like, I, I think I'm going to remember for a really long time, which is that nothing is, is truly fun unless it's very, very hard. Uh, and, and I think that is like, uh, you can giggle at the joke, but you can also, uh, sit in the, uh, in the thought of that, that like for something to be really, really rewarding to, to like take true pleasure in it that it, it needs to be a challenge. It can't be easy. Um, and I think about things that I've done in life that I'm particularly proud of that are, are memorable moments. Like when I backpacked the Grand Canyon, that was not easy for me, it, but like was an incredible experience. And so um, despite being an absolute goofball and I mean, also incredibly smart, like there was, there was, there was a wisdom to Mike Leach if you were listening um, to what he was saying that, uh, mm. you know, I, I, that it's easy to take him as a, uh, a character, right? Mm -hmm. Like a, a caricature rather. Um, but he, he was no dummy either. Are you mm. auditioning right now to do the eulogy for Mike Lynch? Like what, there it what is. is going on? There it is. I, sorry. It, like, I mean, there, there is Meanwhile, my contribution to this whole thing is going to be like, people ask him uh, ninja versus pirate in the press conference, and he says funny thing, and I like it. 
that was that was my plan. <laughs> we we really enjoyed when he did the uh, breakdown of who would win in a fight in the Pac-12 mascot battle. That yes. was a good one. That's, That's like the one. basis of all of our uh, summer uh, <laughs> our <laughs> summer uh, you know right. material basically. Uh, it's the entire concept of a segment fish, really. <laughs> so, uh, again, I, I know that there's criticism of Mike Leach. Uh, some of it warranted, of course. But uh, I think college football suffered a, a great loss this week with him uh, passing, unfortunately. Yeah, and and I think also the SEC, it, like, if it, like if you want to distill it to something less than human, which is just to say is on the field product, um, like. Mike Leach didn't run many plays. That was the, like, you know, they would just run select plays and drill them into the ground. Mm -hmm. And you never know where he would have gotten Mississippi state, which is kind of in the sec country and have not Mm -hmm. Um, like where he might've been able to get that program to. Uh, I also saw a hilarious story about a time when he was at Oklahoma, where he intentionally dropped a fake play card. I had never heard play book yes sorry sorry yes the call sheet yeah crazy like i was what what a dude what a man what a dude uh yeah anyway uh obviously uh you know our our condolences to to fans fans of mike leach everywhere we were certainly fans of mike leach yeah so that's the fun uh portion of off grand river (laughs) let's can we go to the lukewarm one because you crossed it out and i just want to take a quick note at it okay yeah, let's take Charlie Baker note. has been uh, uh, tapped to be the head of the NCAA, uh, I believe, Republican governor of yes. Massachusetts. 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 Two terms. Yep. Yep. Two terms. Uh, popular, bipartisan guy. Um, the <clears throat> the only builder. reason uh, I want to point this out, though, is that this is a lobbying play. This is yep. the NCAA uh, kicking the can to Congress to try and regulate things like name, image, and likeness. Um, we're going to get to in Twitter questions, the NRLB, uh, like this is a play, an interesting one, but a play, and it is not benevolent. No, this is because there are going to be huge systematic changes to college sports in the next 10 years. And And all of them are going to come from Congress because the NCAA as an institution is broken and has zero fucking internal power anyway. And because Mark Emmert's brilliant leadership over the last several years has run it directly into the ground, it has zero clout with which to work. So you had to they give this to, job to a politician. And they need to usurp the states too. That's the they need the the yep. they need Congress to usurp the states. Yep. So this is yeah, this is uh maybe a great hire, but I don't know if it's great for student athletes. No. T- TBD. No. It's yeah. specifically TBD. a great hire for the university presidents. Who, yes. Uh, that's right. Well, again, again, is it good for the student athletes has never been the question the answer. No. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's right. That's right. That's so, right. So Jonesy, get ready to talk commerce clause a lot over the next several yeah, years. Yeah, been uh, gutted by the court. Got it. Uh, yeah. So there's there's two subjects of two scoundrels. Um, oh, scoundrel. But let's talk about the real, like the really awful one first. Um, Chris Beard. Oh, I, I thought this was going like, to be a- truly like the, the other one we're talking about is Hunter Dickinson, who's just a joke. Uh, but Chris Beard is truly awful. Let's talk about that. And then we'll kind of come back up. Um, Chris Beard's uh, coaching career effectively ended uh, this week. He uh, was arrested for domestic assault, uh, domestic abuse this week. Um, I expect that we'll probably 
see him somewhere again someday, but never at the height that he is right now. People should remember if they're not paying attention, Texas is AP number two or something like that right now. Uh, this was a guy that, of course, we played when he was at, again, Texas Tech uh, a couple of years Knocked ago. Knocked us out of the Final Four. Knocked us out of the Final Four. Um, was a guy that I thought was going to be a real problem in the sport. Like he was, for his generation, I think the the most established name and had a massive recruiting class coming in and threw it all away because he wanted to attack his fiance and not just kind of attack, like according to the police report, bite marks, uh, asphyxiation, that kind of stuff, like really awful, gnarly stuff. So um, he's lost. For There's a couple narrative things that I want to talk about. The one is like, could he come back from this? And the answer should be no. The the standard for which must must be no must be no. The standard for which you should lose the privilege to coach young men to play a sport because unless we're just being as cynical as possible, where winning is the only thing that truly matters, which is not how things should operate in college. He's hired to be a leader of men to bring these young men in to improve their lives, improve their standing in the community, and then also improve the way that they compete in, in college basketball games. He's lost the ability to do that. Just reading through the, uh, the police report should dispense of any notion. Otherwise, like those things happened. Police removed him from the home at four o'clock in the morning. He spent the rest of the night in, in jail for a reason does he has does he have to go to prison i don't know does he have to do blah, 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 blah. that's for a court to decide but the privilege of coaching young men to yeah. become better people is gone he has no standing for that and and let's let me put a finer point on it too by just co-signing everything you've said and saying this regardless of what his wife right that's the consensus yeah, here um I don't know if what we're allowed to say or not, but uh, fiance, fiance, fiance. Uh, regardless of what she chooses to do with, with formal charges, pushing this any further is irrelevant, has no bearing on this. Right. As a statement of material fact, he did these things based on what happened in real time and what was reported in real time and what was documented in real time and what physical evidence has also been documented in real time. These things happened they are substantiated they you can go to court to determine other things but in terms of real factual things the cat is out of the bag the cat may not be put back into the bag the bag is now open in fact broken and the cat is gone yeah and that is why what you've said kevin is 100 percent correct so there is there we, we we hope for Better days, we hope he learns a lesson yep. and he becomes a changed man and he deals with his anger and he becomes an avowed anti-abuser. And he still cannot and must be removed from any position of influence. Uh, both of you are spot on. Uh, Kevin, you, I, I thought, um, after this happened, had said, you know, there was there was a narrative that came out yeah. that... It was possible that there there was a, a this this idea that he had caught someone having intercourse with his daughter, 
yeah. and that he attacked that person. I'll also say it's worth, um, without pointing to any individual, that um, there's uh, uh, that w- this has been a narrative that's also popped up as it relates to to some folks that are on an MSU team that uh, that they're that they're maybe on the team because of intercourse they had with somebody's daughter. Correct. So without giving away a name or anything like that. um, And, and you had some, I thought, really great thoughts I hear. Yeah. This is social media rumor. And I was bothered by these things. Like, right. We, this comes up a lot. This concept comes up a lot. The savior, Um, right. This like this savior Mm -hmm. fantasy thing. This like Mm -hmm. any kind of, uh, you know, sexual you know congress with a member of a family of something is like grounds for being dismissed from a team or something it's all i think as we're trying to do better now we plum as you know of course from our reviews we get accused of being lefty at times Mm, yes we do and if you'll allow me to indulge but i'd like to do it in a way that like explains what bothered me so much about this. Mm-hmm. There were rumors as Jonesy was, was pointing out as we knew that Chris Beard was in jail and we knew that there was some kind of domestic incidents. There were rumors that were starting to swirl about like what this could be. Now, of course it looks like a duck and it turned out to be a duck. You know, duck he yeah. was removed from the home at four in the morning. We knew that certain things like we, We'll come back to this, but that's almost always a domestic violence type of situation. But there was a rumor that maybe uh, he had been, he had caught someone with his daughter and that that assault was what drove this. And that bothered me for a few reasons. One, it's representative, as I said, of like these types of rumors that tend to just happen, which means that they're appealing to someone. Yes. And it, it seems incredibly misogynistic and like Jonesy, like you were saying, very savior fantasy in a way that like, we just need to fully think about the implications of this and what it means. Like on one hand, it means that men have ownership of their daughters and they're justified in attacking their chosen partners, which makes no sense at all. Like that's, not maybe not as bad as a domestic violence type of situation, but it's like truly a horrible thing for you to think is acceptable. Like, Oh, he's actually a nice guy. He just attacked the guy that, that his daughter chooses to spend time with. It's not acceptable. You should, you should also probably lose all the privileges that we talked about for that. The similarly, if you struck a colleague coach, in a game, in the face. All part of that misogyny that we're, or that, that sort of hyper-masculinity we're talking about. The other option is something awful is happening to her, his daughter in this situation. And you're willing, I guess, in this fantasy of yours to just accept that that is happening to, because you want Chris Beard to be a hero. So she's just sort of like a, a prop. In yes, hero, weird, weird hero fantasy for this person that you've never met. Like, I hated it. It it bothered me 
a lot. And it, it's representative stuff that, we, that we've seen a number of times. Like Jonesy, like you said, there's a guy currently on MSU's football team. The rumor is that he had a relationship with a coach's daughter. And that would be so unacceptable that it would mean that he would have to, he would have to transfer, obviously, under those circumstances. Or you could go back to like the, the Jarrell Summers, uh, mm. you know, uh, rumor about his girlfriend and, and, uh, and ache or, uh, is it, who was it? Why am I blanking on his name? Chris, Chris, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. These things are appealing apparently to male sports fans in these social media circles. And I think we should acknowledge that that is a product of issues that we have in these masculine fantasies. And it's also its own problem that we looked at the situation that by every account kind of looked like it was going to be a domestic violence situation. And we chose to invent these other reasons that maybe it's not, but we should, we should probably accept that if the police are showing up at a house at four in the morning and the man is taken out of the house, it's because nine, 10 times out of 10, he was a threat to the other members of that household. Yep. So it's, it's an iteration on believe women. Like, yeah, just yeah. like it, 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 you, you preemptive, you, you spoke before hearing from the woman. Yeah. Like the circumstance is, it was a, it was a quack. And instead you said, Oh, someone must have a duck call out there. Yeah. Like, you, there was Isn't a quack the like- at the pond and you were like, it makes way more sense to me that it was a duck call than it was an actual duck. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it, this is also, I, I could also sound off about like, how important is social media really? Like we're all like, I'm not leaving Twitter because that's where all the news is broken. This was not breaking news. This was speculation. This was garbage. All the important stuff ended up coming out in, you know, acceptable amounts of time. But uh, this whole Chris Beard thing really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts on this? I thought that was well said. Like, I, I don't need to say more. That was, yes, all, all of that. Um, it's, we, we gotta, we gotta stop and, and we gotta, uh, I think generally speaking, take, take pause when yeah. we don't, there's an obsession with finding out the right thing. Like, and, and I think there's part of that pushing of the narrative, right? But the truth came out in a very acceptable amount of time. It was yeah. less than 24 hours later. And I hope I, I, and I get that we get accused of being very lefty at times, but I hope I explained my thought process enough that like you can understand, everyone can understand sort of why it bothered me yeah, so much. It's, it's anyway, uh, speaking of thing, people that are gross, not nearly as gross, as uh as chris beard of course uh hunter dickinson who you'll recall took to a podcast to talk about how they were gonna uh trounce arizona state right wasn't it mm-hmm. uh by 30 uh a game that they ended 20 up i think it was just 20 just 20. 20 well they they lost that game mm. he's taken back to uh that same podcast with his that same, barstool podcast with his same real just like what a what a fun bunch of guys that he's hanging out with. Uh, do you guys? I just spoke at length. Do you guys want to introduce this one? 
uh, so it's a Barstool podcast. Um, I, I want to say, I want to congratulate everybody on this podcast for their camera discipline and it not being like up nostril. <laughs> I'm always very curious how that happens to people. Um, so I don't care if you're seven feet tall, figure it out, bro. Uh, but um, the the punchline was something that I think we've all heard at some point in our lives. That if you could get into Michigan, why would you ever go to Michigan State? Right? That's the punchline. That was the punchline, yeah. They, um, basically, they were talking about how garbage MSU is, which is fun because, uh, you know, Michigan is coming to town on the 7th. Uh, so you had a current student athlete on a podcast talking about how garbage MSU is. So I, I want to... Using I all those usual tropes. There's there's a few things here. One is let's let's pretend we're his age. Mm-hmm. Um, now I I know from interactions with people who were, well they were younger than him because he's like get a job, bro. But I interacted with somebody in college who was at U of M who literally said that thing to me. Mm-hmm. So it's unsurprising. But I just, it, I, this does really speak to, I think, the split between the people who go to our school versus the people who go to their school. We advocate for our school yeah, because we like our school, but it's not at the belittlement of other schools. Um, but I can't imagine being so stupid as to say these things I, as a representative of your university. I was astonished by that. Like I remember being that age. I, I had those things. I never would have been so dumb as to say something like that on a podcast at that age. Like truly, I usually want to give the college kids like a break. Cause I remember being a college kid. I remember what that's like. Never ever would have recorded myself with that kind of conduct. Plum, I feel like you can be wound up. You, we, you, we, so here's my question for you. Let's get a few, let's get a few Miller lights in you. A couple, a couple, a couple fireballs. And then you, we, we throw the mics on. You are uh, 22 years old. Cause that's how old Hunter Dickinson is. Again, get a job. But, uh, what is what do you think the worst thing you could possibly say about another school is? Not not like to the to the detriment of it, not the school. I'm sorry about the people who attend that school because mm-hmm. that's the difference. I think it was that's about right. the people who attend the school. Well, I think that's just it. I mean, Hunter Dickinson has his own. Um, People only talk like that when they are have their own lack of confidence, their own shit that's happening at home. Oh, you're I mean, saying it comes from an insecure place. It comes from an insecure place. And I don't know what his insecure place is. Uh, maybe his dad doesn't love him. Maybe the way he, he runs is a maybe little... The way he watched, maybe he saw his coach physically assault somebody at work and was like, 
can I trust this man? Am I safe here? Maybe I should posture like the rest of the people affiliated with my school do and just go ad hominem against the individuals who don't go here. Um, I don't know. He's um, he's a doofus. At, at 22, one expects that kind of stuff to come out. I think at this point it's just tired. And um, I think it is especially in poor taste given given it it seems unhelpful to ratchet anything up against Michigan state or between Michigan and Michigan state right now. It just seems more helpful to just not. And uh, so I just think he's a, he's a doofus. The other thing he looks like a doofus. We're going to just go ad hominem. We can do that. Uh, He does though. For the, for the few Michigan fan uh, uh, listeners that we may still have left. I I know you've come very accustomed to your team doing this, uh, your guys. You know, he this is Hunter Dickinson's second time doing this. You know, a bunch of guys talk trash in the in the uh, uh, in the uh, press conference. You know, like you get in scraps with every other team in the Big Ten. Nobody likes you. Our guys don't do this. Now I understand that the tunnel incident happened. Our guys don't have this. I can't think of, and I would welcome you to find a case where our guys are saying this kind of stuff in the media anywhere about any team under any circumstances. It simply does not happen. We don't get involved in this stuff. We don't do this stuff. And when you get garbage out there, like the John, you bake in peace, you get garbage out there about that kind of stuff. You hear that MSU is the, is the program of, of thugs and you know the guys with that spouting mouths off it doesn't we don't do this with anyone i think i and i think the leaders in the best apparently no and no one even no one cares about what i'm going to say right now but i'm just going to just say I'm, i'm gonna just say this because it's demonstrably false i got into the university of michigan i seriously evaluated going to the university of michigan and when you look at the measurables and you compared how participating in the honors program at the University of Michigan stacked up against Michigan State, there was no question. And in fact, you don't even have to take my word for it. You could take the words of not one, but two University of Michigan students with whom I spoke who were members of the honors program at the University of Michigan when when asked to describe to them between what I was looking at in terms of the programs, they were like, oh yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're going to end up at Michigan State. Because it's a it's a grist mill. They're just churning people out. They're expecting you to to go into an honors program, at least in two thousand four, that had no, no differentiating factors, nothing to to set the experience apart for a discerning student who wanted that experience. And what did they come back to every single time? Those three fucking words that don't mean a goddamn thing. The Michigan difference. That you, it's unquantifiable. It doesn't matter. It sounds. It doesn't even sound as stupid as, as it actually is. I so it, 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 and that's what pisses me off is because there are a lot of people, a lot, a lot. In fact, by the way, by the by, the academic requirements to get the highest. It, well, again, this is when we. So I'm probably twenty, what, eighteen years out of date on this at this point, probably. And I know this isn't. SAT ACC measurable, which is stupid, but you had to have a 33 to get into the highest level of like honors college shit 
at uh, Michigan State, you needed a 32 at the University of Michigan. Is now, that again, real? that's real. And I don't know that that matters. I don't know that it should not just to get in the honors college, but like there was a higher level at Michigan State as well. Like you get some independent, like one on one with faculty, independent research as a freshman. Again, these things don't matter, but 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 they matter because this is what Michigan people do. This no, is I the know. level of of minutia that they want you to go to. Yeah, I because was say, and, I don't think we self- have to go any further. I don't further? really know that we need to. Yeah, okay. like no, but but it, but it is addressed. That point isn't wrong. Self evidently, demonstrably false. The whole assertion is self evidently, demonstrably false, and the measurables, their measurables, are what prove that it, that's the case. That's it. I want to go deeper into it because I want to laugh more at like, because that is also the Michigan state. That's the Michigan state difference is like, I don't care about your 33, bro. <laughs> that's true. Here, also that here's, here's the <laughs> like, other way that it's demonstrably false. This podcast is hosted by three MSU alums who are each doing well, great things. Very. I'm happily satisfied. I, I hate to, t- I hate to break it to you. Any Michigan fans that are listening, but we're not unemployed. We're all alums that your university would be happy to have. It would be happy to send uh, uh, fundraising mm-hmm. uh, uh, envelopes to. But you don't. They're going. Those those checks that I, I should write another one here at the end of the year. Go to MSU. Uh, as they will continue to. Um, anything else on this subject before we move on? Do we even? It, say it. Just say the shit. Say it. Well, first off, I want to say Wait, I've been do having the pre- do the preview, do the preview. Uh, do the preview. I want to talk about Devil's River Bourbon Whiskey from Mike Jones. Okay, so uh, Oakland. Uh, this game is on the twenty first, and do this it. Oakland team is truly ass. Just ass. Ass. Uh, this is maybe one lots. of one of Greg Campy's worst teams. Uh, the defensive measurables are just atrocious. I mean, we're talking about effective field goal percentage in the like 350 range, just like truly at the bottom of college basketball. But as Michael Jones has pointed out, there is a guy on that team, Mark Watts, who uh, we have some experience with. Now, if you go and look at who's contributing to, uh, to the numbers that are positive for Oakland rockets, not the guy doing it. Rockets having a bit of a bad year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plum, you want to guess what rockets three point percentage is right now? Ooh, please be 12%. It's 23%. Yes. I was going to guess 23. It's 23%. I mean, he's, it's just not good. Um, He's bad on two. He's bad on three. The assist numbers are just not there. Um, he he's his turnovers have improved a little bit, but he is just not contributing to this team. So um, he is playing sixty percent of minutes though. So he he's going to get some run. It's an unfortunate thing. Like I, I don't know if this was figured out before Rocket ended up there. This feels a lot like the Davidson situation. Like I just. When a guy transfers away under those circumstances, I just don't want to play them anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, man, this you want to see him do well. Yeah. Like I don't have any ill will towards Rocket Watts. Although I will point out this podcast, if you go back and listen, Mike we critical. We were critical of Rocket Watts before everyone the, else was. Do you worry at all about uh, 
Rocket Watts doing what he did against U of M that last game? I mean, I look at these numbers and I think if Rocket Watts tries to take this game over, they're they're going to lose even worse than <laughs> than usual. Like the efficiency right. numbers are just terrible. All right, let's um, give a shout out to listener Mike Jones then. Yes. Yeah? So I've got the Devil's River bourbon whiskey. Show it to me because I want to see if you got the same one as I do. Yeah. This yeah. Guy, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Bottle at 45%. And uh, it's nice though. It's still drinkable even with that higher proof. So if you're out at the bar and you see that Devil's River bourbon whiskey, which has this like hip flask type shape to it, uh, the Mm. bottle, pick it up, grab that, point that one out. And the, the, uh, uh, barkeep will be like impressive. You must be a connoisseur choosing the Devil's River. That's what we drink back here. We try to keep it away from the rest of these unwashed masses, but you, sir, (laughs) have a clearly discerning palate, uh, choosing the Devil's River bourbon whiskey. 45% 45% claims to be small batch, but I don't see any of the other like we both indicators. Have <laughs> yeah. We both have batches. There's no like penciled on number or anything like that. So I'm not sure about that, but uh, very good, <laughs> but it's good, but very it's good. good. Uh, all right, let's head into these Twitter questions. And of course we got to lead with Mike Jones uh, because of his kind gifts. Speaking of gifts, gifts, he asks first Christmas is next Sunday. What did you get me? Uh, Devil's River bourbon whiskey, uh, small batch. It's very nice. <laughs> Plum, you got anything for Mike Jones? Uh, no, love you. <laughs> uh, next up from Mike Jones, recruiting. After a recent recruiting, de- uh, after a recent recruiting decision went away from MSU, what have you decided to never eat? Pan- have you decided never to eat pancakes again? Waffles and French toast are better anyways. I think this is true. Waffles have always been superior to pancakes. French toast, I think, is the superior. It's definitely the most, like, elevated. It's the elevated approach, for sure, yeah. But I'm not always in a uh, French toast mood, but I could almost always be in a waffle mood. Yeah, sure. Uh, Plum, last up. uh, What a World Cup final. Messi. White packs. Some sort of emoji. Yeah. Uh, they should bring back golden goal. Hate watching a game end on which goalie bet. What? What? Guess is better. I'm gonna explain this it for better. you. This gonna, is the. This, oh this yeah. Is oh, because because they just have to guess where the the PK is, right? That's right. Um, the non soccer lovers who watched it thoughts. Oh, this is for you too. Did you I, watch it? I followed it on my phone. I did not watch it. You guys uh, are shameful. Well, I don't want to support. Shameful the shameful world shameful. cup they need to change oh, the, they need to change the world cup to make it more america relevant okay uh, okay i'm gonna throw up at you somehow go ahead so I, the world cup i just think this was this this is people are people are saying which you know means it's true that's this, what fox news does this may have been the best world cup i mean it's certainly the best world cup in recent memory it's the best world cup i've ever seen it's 36 years so i don't know if it's that much but well i didn't see the first couple i guess right Uh, actually we were born in 86 the last time argentina won um they went up quickly two nil one on a penalty and i was like zero right no fucker and then and then i thought i don't know who cares you know like really is this gonna be but that's the great thing about soccer two nil Absolutely could decimate a team. 
to, to scoring two, I mean, and early can just destroy like the psyche. And it's like, well, what are we even doing here? But they fought back and France to their credit, didn't get the first goal. It was a penalty. Kylian Mbappe scores in the 80th minute mm-hmm. on a, a penalty kick after the, you know, uh, the, uh, foul on the penalty area. And, and then a minute later or two minutes later scores again on an incredible kick. And the determination from the French side, and this is after like some of their best players are subbed off. Uh, Olivier Giroud, who was their like star forward, who's just scored and scored and scored. It's like the record point of goals scored in the World Cup was subbed off. Uh, Antoine Griezmann was subbed off. And these are guys who are powerhouses, who control the tempo of the game. Didier Deschamps, the coach for France, has been without star players. So this is really, this was France's whole thing. I mean, Fran- I thought France was going to win it all. And I actually do want to go back to the parlay bet. Did the guy choose Argentina? Do we? Does anyone know? We talked about this a few weeks ago. No idea. Okay. Well, wasn't that us? Didn't we bring up that parlay bet that that guy had? Like he guessed like a number of things right, and like if he get if he got the World Cup, he was going to win like a fuck ton. They were trying to get him to buy what out. What other podcast are you on? Okay. Yikes! I don't know who yeah. I was talking about that with. Anyway, uh, last thing I'll say is they came back. I know this isn't a soccer podcast, but today it really should have been. And we are. I am ashamed that I'm only getting to talk about the World Cup now that we didn't even talk about it off Grand River. How dare you? Uh, but anyway, it went high, and then and, and so then they each scored an, an extra time. Now it's three to three. I mean, the fact that you even score an extra time is already difficult. And then they went down, and then they scored again to tie it up again. And it's oh my god! And then it's the kicks, and Argentina advances four to two. And what he meant by golden goal, by the way, and this was the rule for how well, long I don't time, remember. That's the surprise amount of time, right? It is no. The surprise amount of time happens in every half, which is called stoppage time and that's the surprise that the referee has been tracking on the referee's watch extra time is overtime michael and extra time happens when you're tied at the end of regulation time so i see which is not called regulation time but i can't get into it because it's too much so uh anyway so this is this is what's great and but there there was a rule and i don't think it was a rule for very long but it was a a while ago it might have been in like the late 90s early 2000s that was called, or the, yeah, maybe it was only in the 90s, called Golden Goal, which basically was like a sudden death. And so it, at a certain point in the game, in extra time, the first team to score won it all. And that was to incentivize, again, attacking soccer and to prevent going to kicks from the mark because no one wants to win on a tie. And that's what happened today. But that gets back to the France. guessing correct. Do you want to really? I think it's back to the guessing correct. But it's it is more than guessing. Correct. And Michael Jones, or Mike, yeah, Michael Jones knows that it's it's more than guessing because, and I don't know if this happened for either of these teams because I wasn't paying without paying that much attention, like that level of detail. But some teams have goalkeepers whose exclusive responsibility is um, is keeping four kicks from the mark because there is a lot of body language pieces that you can read and there's a psychology to it that you can get into that can make you more or less successful at defending against. I would rather go five on five. Like let's, let's sure. But then you're Mario striker style. Yeah. I mean, they they did all kinds of fun things in, in indoor soccer a long time ago, major indoor soccer league that, that was a thing that existed uh, in the nineties. They actually had like the hockey thing, you know, the hockey, like they start at mid uh, half court or half ice, half, whatever the fuck. And like skate forward. They dribbled the ball and they had like five seconds or something or three seconds. It was like a really short amount of time and they could shoot. That seems like an actual better test yes. of attacking soccer. Um, anyway, alas. 
All right. Too much time on that question. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we don't have to do that for another four years. Uh, Carl, you do too much, bro. Is Plum the functional Robert Evans of Can't Read, Can't Write? Talking mic presence and tone, although one could argue he's also the most avowedly anti-bastard member of your triumvirate. Thank I don't you. know what this is asking. Thank I you. Just... I have to imagine he's using the formal name for Bob Evans, the restaurateur. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is not the only reasonable explanation. Only one. Uh, next up from Grady. Uh, when are you going to upgrade your Avi with one of uh, Salty Sparky's works of art? Salty Sparties. Salty Sparty. Sparky. Sparty. Sparty. Oh, uh, Joey. Joey Spartan. Joey Salt. Joey Salt. Joey Salt uh, had came out with a, uh, a little logo that looked a little can't read, can't write. Ooh, um, stealing our IP. Joey. But, but he upgraded it for sure because he colored in the helmet with paint. No, that's too much. Decadent. <laughs> Uh, I will call out. I know you're listening out there, uh, B-List. Mr. List, we haven't heard from you in a while. You've been lying in wait. Apparently, uh, your your workmanship is being called into question. This is uh, yours, Kevin. Oh. This was your the the OG logo. Oh, this was the OG logo. (laughs) (laughs) I was so glad for the Andy H... RCMB like video of the mash thing that it was my logo that he chose for our, for our Twitter handle. That's our, that's our Twitter Abby. Good. Good. It should be that way. Uh, Next up from Spartan 18770. I wasted $200 on my East Lansing NIL club membership. Didn't I? Yeah. I have not caught. I've not checked up with this. Yeah. They really screwed the pooch here because they did something innovative and, uh, and let it die on the vine. The, the thing I'll say, Spartan eighteen seven seventy, is didn't you intend to waste that two hundred dollars though? Like, were you really expecting the student athletes to like check into Twitter Spaces or that kind of stuff? Like, I don't know. Wasn't the it, point to just give two hundred dollars to the East Lansing NIL? Like, really? He's he's a collector, so I, I imagine he was expecting opportunities to get like signatures and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Next up from starting 1870. Uh, why are so many adults traumatized by what a 17 year old kid does or say? Plum. <laughs> that was um, a very pregnant plum. An un- unhealed trauma. Uh, <laughs> Im- total and unreserved uh, immaturity. Um uh mental illness i guess mental illness there we go yeah. and finally from spartan 1770 is in fact die hard 2 better than die hard as a christmas film i don't know that either one is particularly good as a christmas film is die hard 2 the one with the with the uh, air traffic control tower that's all i yes. remember okay that's right i don't remember anything really from that movie having watched it at least twice i like die hard 2 quite a bit um but i they're they're not Christmas movies. They're set in Christmas time. But that's right. You're that's using right. it as an excuse to watch it during Christmas, really. And that's fine. That's right. Like yep. let's that's fine, but it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's right. Next up, Tyrone Couch. Which is worse? NIL battles or the good old boys hiring policy of the South? <laughs> My answer that ringworm horse penalties. Wait, what? I, 
I'm not that drunk and these ans- these questions don't make sense. But these NIL rumors are college ref during a Duke game bad. <laughs> uh, so I assume this has some tweet. reference to uh, uh, Kedrick Riscano uh, going to Ole Miss. Apparently, again, big bag dropped. Um, I, I don't know what you all think, but I generally am of the opinion that if we could all do whatever we want every day, all day, we'd be doing something other than what we actually do most of our time. And that I like the reason I get paid to do my job is because I don't want to do my job as much as I like my job. Sure. I would rather be doing something else rather Hmm. be with my family. I'd be rather indulging in some vices, like whatever, but (laughs) day drinking is what I'd rather be day drinking, eating uh, gluttonously. uh, uh, But the point is I would rather be doing pretty much anything other than work. Student athletes work. Let's not kid ourselves. They they have to go to class, despite the fact that the reason they're there is to bring in a high-quality product for the school. They work very hard at bringing in a high-quality product for their school. And so if someone's going to pay you money to do that, I, I just, I'm not going to get upset by that. Uh, similar topic, the thing I'll point out, regular students frequently choose schools based on student, you know, the financing available, you know, like, Oh, we got X amount of scholarship or, mm. you know, we got a grant for this at this school. Like that, that influences regular students, uh, choices for school. Should we be so surprised that it influences athletes choices for uh, school as well? And that, and to that point, next up from Tyrone couch, I had a friend in school that was born into millions of dollars. He used to brag that he had more money than everyone and inflate his own ego. Unrelated thought, is Miami now that kid? Being overzealous for buying recruits is a very U of M thing to do. Be Canes, not Cox. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not sure it works, right? Didn't we see with Texas A&M this year that like, maybe yeah. we, universities haven't fully figured out how to allocate these resources yet. So... Um, this guy sounds cool, Tyrone. Very cool. Very cool. Guy, he has a lot of friends. Orbit of a lot of friends. And ran of the week, Kroger running out of little Debbie Christmas cakes. What the actual f word is? What he's saying. I'm not. I'm not PG one threeing him here. That's what he actually said. Uh, don't they know that I'm addicted and have to put five pounds on because of them? Aren't I the most important person for absolutely no reason? Seriously, they are trash, but I love them. <laughs> I don't know the, the little Debbie Christmas cakes. Dude. Are they special? They're little, they, yeah, they're little Christmas trees, and they're white. Are they and they have like the from like a zebra cake. Is anything different from what a zebra cake is? No, <laughs> no. Uh, well, the, no. the little uh, what's the what's the little. The ho-hos. What about an oatmeal cream pie? What do we think about those? I love an oatmeal cream pie. Mm. Mm. Next up, Uh, the Chase man. I hope that's supposed to be like how he thinks you spell Chase Lounge. Where's Coach Coach Cap? Have not heard much from him. Any OL other than BlackRock we in on? Jonesy. Uh, No. No. Uh, that's it. Uh, BlackRock uh, is the number one ranked uh, offensive line transfer uh, transfer out of a 
JUCO system. Um, and yeah, we're, we're down on offensive linemen from where we thought we were going to be and where we need to be. Sure. But I, I think it's also, it's, I, I'm of two minds on this and we'll see where we'll do a little bit more analysis next week after signing week. But uh, if we're going to say to Greg's point that the, we're taking these, these guys and they're just going to transfer out then to take a, what you might deem a lower tier offensive lineman who's not actually going to cut it here and just transfer out, then what's the point? So, Mm. okay. Um, I would rather talk about uh, apparently the thing that all of our listenership is, is, is thinking, uh, Dan Hellpepper asks, uh, should the attorney general's office have acted faster on my complaint against the West main Meyer for not having any nutter butters yesterday? (laughs) <laughs> getting a lot of grocery shopping maybe we should <laughs> yeah. just not have recorded this week next up from dan Pepper, based on what you've seen so far what is the ideal minutes allocation when everyone is back i'm assuming that this is basketball. hold on we, dan you should have sent your complaint to ellie he would have acted on it immediately very quickly it with prejudice <laughs> <laughs> that was not unremarkable uh word choice there <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, uh, ideal minutes allocation. Um, I think this is going to be a tough time for Pierre, isn't it? Because mm. he's the one who's going to get cut the hardest, right? Here's True. what matters. Joey Hauser, 40 minutes, make that play smell like, hey, son, next up from Dan Hellpepper. Uh, is there a pass-fail lever for this year's Kroot Horde? Kroot with I'm, a K in this case. I'm still pass on this yeah like but he's asking where like we... is there a, a level that we fall below let's just say in four point or four star athletes uh if the class is going to be this small you need to i think stay at at tied or one short of the record you lose two four stars and i think you're in fully fucked territory <laughs> Next up I was trying Joe really Ashford. hard to not use the F word anymore. Well, yeah, he's, I don't know if you got this memo plum, but he's trying to PG one, three, the, the podcast. We can talk about this later. I'm a simple man. I'll take it. Next up from Joe Ashworth. My questions are for all hosts, guest host listeners and guest Listener listeners. Guest. Uh, <laughs> favorite holiday movie. I uh, home alone. Pretty good. Pretty I good. That's right. It, mine used to be love, actually. I haven't thought about it in a while. Oh, then you realize the misogyny at play? Uh-huh. It's yeah, problematic. We, we talked it's about that already. very problematic. I don't know that I have a, a favorite. We did watch Spirited, which was designed in the lab by Netflix oh, the Apple to TV. appeal to us, or by Apple TV to appeal to my age group, basically. Better than I expected, honestly, truly. Oh, should Was watch. that the one with Lindsay Lohan in it? That's a no, that's what Hallmark designed in a lab ah. to appeal to our generation. But this was uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan, who Ryan just Reynolds, right, yeah, and Ryan Reynolds. He, Will Ferrell's character just becomes the elf character at a certain point. <laughs> <It just crosses laughs> <over>. <laughs> that is a good movie, though. Elf. Elf might have been my answer, uh, but it, we're, so, we're, it's of all the Christmas Christmas Carol movies, it 
it understands that it's another in that lineage and it, it does some fun things that I thought. We've also been doing a lot of the Santa Claus uh, uh, up here, uh, which Tim Allen also problematic. Uh, it's true. But Jonesy, yeah. you're undermining my point earlier that I said that the University of Michigan would like to have all three of us as alumni. Um, that's out the window now. It's just two of us. Uh, so great. Thank you for that. Uh, I have egg on my face. And finally from Joe Ashworth. Uh, oh, best way to spend New Year's Eve. You guys drinking, what? drinking, yeah. drinking with, but, uh, without expectations. Yeah. True. New, New Year's Eve, uh, always runs the risk of amping up the expectations. Let New Year's Eve come to you. Do not make New Year's Eve a, uh, a thing you aspire to. And finally from Joe Ashworth, the nog. With or without booze, yay or nay? Pass. I love it both ways. I'll take a yay. Uh, why not? It, you only get it during the That's holidays. Right. That's Give me I one. Uh, uh, have you guys had uh, Coquito? No. No. Don't know what that no. is. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Coquito is a, a Puerto Rican drink. Um, oh, I think I do actually know what that is. And it is also, it's Nagi. It's, it's superior. Good. Oh, yeah. superior Nagi. I a lot. All right, we'll try Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Next, Next up, Sakitsky. Yep. Worst gift you've ever gotten that the giver thought was good? Not answering this question. Kevin. <laughs> this is dangerous. Uh, I'm sure I have an answer Wait, to you, this. You guys have made fun of the you've made fun of this uh on this podcast, I believe. You all have seen the pictures, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was not it was not a Christmas gift, but the He's talking plum, about the, the, the family the portraits in the stairway. Without the without the the nose and the yes. mouth, yeah. yes, that's yes, that's yes. that's it. That's, that's it. the one. That's, that's the it. one. And I think I can say that now. It's safe. It's uh, a safe space. I will. I will say. Uh, and devotees of the podcast will remember. Fest, truly awful. I just saw it the other day because I was going back there to get my winter coat. Vest was there from mom last year, and I was like, Vest. You're just always going to be here forever. She's going to listen to this one. This is the one. She knows. I told her not to buy vest. She insisted. No, maybe you'll like vest. I hate vest. I will never love or appreciate vest. And I will always resent you for it, Karen. Uh, What about you, Pom? Give us some. What's your vest? Yeah, I don't know. I'm really. uh, So I will say this about my family. My dad got my mom rollerblades for her birthday one year and when i 1994 or yeah it was in the 90s it was in the 90s and when i i can't i mean this you don't want this pg-13 the reaction from her makes apoplectic look gentle and i can only tell you that because of that incident the family didn't really gift giving and gift receiving is not one of my love languages so my family is very um (laughs) market oriented in terms of an exchange of equitable valued items that we've already pre-selected to avoid any possible hurt feelings at all in gifts. So it's very difficult to get me a gift that I'm not going to appreciate because I won't accept it. Have have I shared the story or have you both heard the story of what my mom got for her 40th birthday from my dad? No. A fishing pole. No, oh no, 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 no. Oh my god. Dad, your dad ever met your mom before? <laughs> Cliff? <laughs> Cliff, why? It's like she, 
it's bad on its own, but then like if you know no, Linda, Linda Jones. <laughs> she, I, I sincerely hope that she's laughing very hard at that. At that, this now. Yes. I, My I mom is able to laugh at rollerblades now. So, you know, <laughs> these things happen. All right. Uh, we, that was a good one. Kiski. Uh, all right. Next up, Bobby Petrino and John L. Smith are long lost brothers. Same right? person. Never seen them at the same time. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's the cowboy boots dead giveaway. Uh, next up from uh, the Kiski, when do I get my trophy for Twitter questions? You got to earn it, Kiski. Next summer, we'll see you there, buddy. Come on, bud. Two, two chances, maybe. Yeah. Second one, TBD on energy. Next up from Jake Hawkins, I heard this new style of recruiting with NIL is bad for the Big Ten in general, even for Michigan and Ohio State. I heard last week on Mike Valenti's radio show that Ohio State lost a five-star kid to Georgia because he wanted a seven-figure NIL deal, and Georgia gave that to him. Thoughts? The Wild West. It's NFT. It's, uh, what's that kid's name? Steve Bankman Freed. That's it. There are no rules. Everyone's going to go to jail for this at some point, so... Get it, get it while the getting's good, but it ain't gonna last. I, I think if Ohio State wanted to, I think Ohio State probably could have met that. That you offer. got it. I think you that got it. institutions probably don't know what these kids are worth yet, or really have figured out the best way to to do this. And that's um, just it. Yep. Well, and, and you told me I wasn't allowed to say this take uh, about something else, but it's. The one and done one and done rule exists to prevent NBA owners from doing, doing the this. thing. And so we're having to navigate in, you know, fans of college athletics are having to navigate their own iteration of that. Like I mean, I love to to blame the uh NCAA for stuff, but people forget that that is the the NBA's rule. Um mm-hmm. and the NCAA takes the heat for it for some reason. Donors, um, donors are going to cool off eventually. Yeah. They're going to become more moderated by a lot. Well, they're going to have to because they're going to see that there's no ROI to this. You're literally yeah. throwing your money away. And there's so many ways to throw your money away. I just don't know that this is the way. But Facilities. Throw it away to facilities. Mm-hmm. Swimming and diving. Next up, John, we had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> Christmas dinner. <laughs> He's made that joke before, but it's still good. I have. Oh, it's that, good. That, one hit, good one. that one hit harder. Yeah. Christmas dinner, eat one, pass on one, throw it in the trash. Turkey, ham, mashed potatoes. This is the easiest. Yeah, answer. it is. Why it did is you eat include mashed potatoes? <laughs> pass on. I don't care. No one's taking turkey. Everyone's putting turkey in the trash. Yeah, we just had this isn't for. Yeah, this isn't for Christmas. Yeah, no, it's a Christmas ham. John, but if you if flawed, you told me you flipped it, choices. I don't care that much. I don't care. Next up from Nate C. I forgot how hilarious Midwestern winter style is. Would you call it more function or more fashion? Jones isn't allowed to speak on this. Plum, give us something. It has to be function. There is zero fashion associated with winter. I mean, I try. I I try, but it's... He is loathsome, detestable even. Mm -hmm. Nate, you know this. You know the answer to this. Uh, Kevin... I've seen Wait, Nate asks. Uh, Nate, does this mean you're back in town? Friendly yeah, pod? buddy. Let us know. Come yeah. on. Hit us up. He is. Hit us he up. Is. Hit, Hit us up. up. Hit us up. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Plump. Whatever. All right. Uh, Kevin, I've seen at least two dudes in shawls or maybe ponchos. You guys bringing this back? Yeah, that was me. I was both yeah, of those dudes. <laughs> M- Mrs. Like Greg. It? 
Mrs. Greg, he he doesn't want vest this year. Yeah. He wants poncho. We on that poncho, Mrs. Greg. Uh, and finally from Nate C, sports starts so late around here. What do you do to pass the time? He's on that Pacific Coast uh, we, time frame. We, he's in Eastern time. Okay, slow but down, he's Michael. he's used to the Pacific Coast. Oh my like, God. You he's, just, his you're not, you're not listening rhythm. closely enough. You know, yeah. listen, the coastal Nate, elite just takes Nate's side on everything. Nate, you make a fire in your fireplace. You mm-hmm. pour a healthful dash of brandy. nog of nog. You can brandy it up. You can whiskey it up. You can just drink it straight from the nog's nog. And you, you decide. And, which clashing styles you yes. want to go outside the house yes. with wearing tomorrow? I'm wearing Argyle on plaid, and that's the way God intended it. And so you ruminate. You ruminate on these sartorial decisions with your nag and your fireplace, and three hours later, it's time for sports ball. The game. Uh, <laughs> finally, or next up from Rose Dutch, uh, what's your favorite Christmas gift you've given someone? Well, Cliff's was the fishing <laughs> bowl he gave to Linda. That was a birthday. That was a birthday. Oh, my favorite thing. Uh, uh, oh, I know what mine is. I know what mine is. I'll go while you guys think about it. Last year for Christmas, I got my brother-in-law a – speaking of which, I didn't get my siblings' partners anything this year. That was a mistake. I got my brother-in-law. I found – he has a band, and I found a poster of a concert at Max Bar because it closed that his band had put together and I had it blown up and printed for him. Update, Max Bar is back up. Back? Yeah. I wonder if he knows that. Anyway, that was a great gift and I was very proud of myself. Very good gift. Very, very good. Jonesy, anything come immediately to mind for you? Uh, Not a Christmas gift, no. Sorry. Yeah, I am pretty skeptical. Spectacular skeptical of my own gift giving so uh next up from verbose dutch uh, would it be beneficial if the details of collegiate nil agreements were made public that's a topic we didn't cover about the free press uh in tucker's contract oh but, yeah um, but yes they should we'll be. get there um sunshine the best disinfected there you go uh, next up from Ali, not sure if you saw, but the NLRB is taking steps against USC in the Pac-12 that people are saying could lead to employee classification for college athletes and a pathway to unionization. How do you guys think that would change things, especially in the NIL world? I think we're skeptical of this, right? Because it, it looks similar to what Northwestern did years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be a bit surprised if the NLRB had changed uh, that much that quickly. It's possible. Um, it was a small panel that sent it to the full board. Yeah, so that's, right. that's the status of it. Um, but I don't think that one, it, it doesn't have anything to do with NIL. That is separate and apart. Yep. Sure. Um, but well, it, it is separate and apart, but if you become employees, it changes the whole dynamic of what compensation looks like and what options okay. are on the table. And this then changes the dynamic of the need for the way to monetize. Not that not that you still don't want to be able to monetize your name, image, and likeness, but the need to control that as the the proxy by which you earn compensation for playing, that becomes less here's, primary, less controlling. Here's the piece that becomes, I think, 
interesting then and is that do you start removing football as a scholarship sport this is something that we've discussed during the summer a number of times is like is the eventuality of college football some semi-pro league that's and barely attached to the university at all and but by the by for those advocating for this the number of scholarships that are dedicated to football is proportionally related to the number of scholarships that are available for women's sports. It's going to annihilate the women's sports so that are available. So do not champion this. Yeah. Like you can, but do not do so irresponsibly. Yep. Because it will cost women. And, and, like, and they will be the victims in this. And so, like, just be really careful. Like, I, I'm not saying that it's not right legally or ethically, but, like, really watch yourself what you're wishing for. Yeah, that's the repercussion of all this. Yeah, and just them. think through it. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, I like, that. Uh, that is the biggest change, is that I think all of a sudden your long snapper probably not on scholarship anymore, probably just paid and probably not a scholarship's worth of tuition or, you know, not, not uh, an amount that is related to tuition and your wide receiver gets paid a lot more. Yep. Next up from Raleigh, who is very disappointed in you, uh, Jonesy, you capitalist pig. Um, I, would no, we see I'm more collective bargaining? is the problem here. Would we see more collective bargaining, not just with the schools, but with respect to stipends slash class schedules slash academic requirements, but also push back on some of the more, let's say, weird aspects of NIL? Looking at you random posts about mortgages by third string running or wide receivers or running. Those aren't related, Ali. Those are not related. That it is the 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 employment relationship would be with the university, and then what you are collecting from NIL payments is what you do. And if the if the 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 benefactor of the NIL thinks that it's best to do the entire team, that's what they do. Yeah, I think those weird tweets, as <clears throat> they are, are here to stay. Ali, like Jonesy was saying, irrespective of what happens with uh, yeah. with collective bargaining. And finally, Plum, could it be possible in a future world to salt the special teams room with leftist walk-ons who can lead a player's strike to demand a certain special teams coach Alex loves is removed from their position? To salt the special teams room with a leftist walk-on. Listen. Wait, hold on. What was it? Yeah, left is what was it? Alt left? Alt is that right? Alt, alt, alt left. Alt That's left. right. I'm alt left. First, first of all, I'm alt left. Nasally and alt left. Nasally alt left. Salty <laughs> son of a bitch. And I am coming in. Salty dog. To absolutely desiccate Rasa L's. Desiccate. Desiccate. <laughs> Man, it's look it up. Read, can't write. Can't read. Look no, it up. I, I, no, I know. I what know it you means. do, but I want to make sure that the listeners do because I'm really going into town after I riddled off on my plaudits earlier. Uh, yeah, great question, Ali. It's completely possible. In fact, some might call it certain. Next up, Mamapaleaf. Kevin. Okay, now we are talking quote sports entertainment end quote. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl played yesterday to over 32,000 fans. Over. The mascot was Jimmy Camel. Yes, a camel. What will be the mascot at the Can't Read Can't Write Bowl and why? 
just some illiterate dude just walk around <laughs> just like gape gape mouth just like yeah uh, truly uh, uh, yeah. yeah and it's me it's I you. get blown over by the wind at one point. Yeah. I struggle yeah. to get up. That's no, you don't. You, you're one of those. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, my arms are waving change like a, like <laughs> a used car lot. I like that I made the hand gesture, and you all knew exactly yeah. what I meant. Uh, next up from Mopleaf. Not sure if you heard about the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. No, hadn't heard about it, or how many people were at the game, uh, and about QB running out of the end zone for a safety. We know that is Detroit sports fans. Uh, if you were coaching a close scoring game in the final minute, you didn't, and you didn't want uh, to chance turning over the ball at your goal line, would you take an intentional safety? Hold on, time out. Did you did you all see the end of the Raiders New England game? I did not. No, no. Oh, let me just describe for you what happened because it's fantastic. Is it the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? We're talking about the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Right Sorry, no. This is too special. Uh, so it's a tie game. Mm-hmm. And New England runs a play, then transitions into a like hook and ladder situation. Okay. Except uh, at one point in time, one player stops to throw the ball quite a way back to their quarterback, who would have been just leveled by a linebacker. But instead, that ball is intercepted by said linebacker, who then face palms the quarterback into the ground and then runs it into the end zone for a touchdown to end the game. Oh, it is the most spectacularly stupid end to a game that I like truly it was tied. You didn't need to do any of that. That didn't nonsense. have to happen. Yeah, it didn't have to happen. Anyway, sorry. The clips are fantastic. It's so too yes. Good to be true. So yes, we would all go into the safety uh, for sure. Last up from a Michael Judge Brock Swartzel of the 4th District Court of Appeals and MSU adjunct, oh. adjunct law professor ruled that MSU must disclose the Dorner agreements with the two alumni who gave slash pledged millions to the athletic department. What effect do you think the ruling will have on future donations? All right, real quick. People are up in arms about this, that the free is suing. You got to stop. If there's nothing there, there's nothing there. Yeah. Like, if there is something there, then we should know it. And it may be as simple as they get front row seats to every MSU sporting event. That's fine. Who cares? In all likelihood, they had a confidentiality obligation and MSU had to pursue these things, but it, like, who cares? Yeah, the it's important thing I think here from an MSU perspective for securing these donations in the future is that they put up the fight. That's what that's yeah, what the, the donors want to see. Yeah, I don't know that this is going to have a particularly large chilling effect uh, on donations. People will continue to want to donate the money. Mm-hmm. If there is something nefarious here, then there's something nefarious here. So uh, next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. What should I say to Rocket Watts when I see him? Is he still a Spartan dog? Tell him to find a better part of East Lansing to take a picture of. That still That's it. bothers That's me. That's it. Yep. It yep. will never cease to bother me. It still does to this day. I managed to get through the Oakland preview without mentioning it, but you brought me back around. Bring that up, Mr. Rock. But he is still a Spartan dog. Yes. Uh, still a dog. Still a dog. Still a dog. Gretch, can you? <laughs> Gretch is chugging his Devil's River. Uh, can you pretend to be an insider and say things like, I don't want to reveal too much, but I'll nod at you? <laughs> okay. Sure. I'll do that. Why not? I'll be a liar. 
Mr. Ronic fans. And finally, do the comments made by athletes and celebrities about Jews indicate an uptick in anti-Semitism or just that these knuckleheads have been spending too much time? Yes, it does. It it, It does. It's a both. I think it's a both and. I think it's a both and there. Yeah, I normalized it. I hate to discourage you, Mr. Ronic pants, but I I think this represents a genuine uptake. It's uh, not not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. And just you won't find us as people who will not continue to speak up about it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, And hold us accountable to that. Like if if you feel differently, listenership, if you think that we we missed an opportunity or whatever it is, let us know. I I want that kind of feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last up, John Hubbard. I have to admit that I enjoy the basketball banter more when the team sucks. (laughs) Okay. What does that say about me? What does it say about you, Alex? It says everything about you, John Hubbard. Nothing about me because my takes are level-headed, smart, insightful, (laughs) witty, prescient, diplomatic. um, Diplomatic. And I might say well uh, re-quoted. I'm I'm cited. And researched. Researched. Graham Couch comes to me for opinions. And therefore... Uh, I would think carefully uh, before you try to disparage me. <laughs> you are the shadow columnist of Mid Michigan. Uh, yeah, no, it is more fun to be angry, and I will just say, as a Spartan faithful, I am more comfortable in that position than I am when we're winning. Much, much worse health outcomes when we are doing well. I really hope that we continue to win. I want to see you, Zen. Last question. For this episode, my friends, it's the Big Ten Coaches Christmas Party, and a time has come for the Secret Santa Exchange. What does each coach give as a gift to their competitor colleagues? Oh, this is a segment great fishing. segment fish. Uh, if you're going to do a segment fish, John, this, this is, is a it. really good one and one that we should come back around All right, let's to. come back to this one. because I, I, I all acknowledge that Juwan Howard just gets a glove. Right? Yeah, he gets, he's given out. He's Do given out white glove. pops. And everyone gives, uh, he gives ice packs to everybody. Oh, that's better. I like that too. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, uh, this is National Signing Week. Uh, We are going to be either fine or apoplectic next week. So buckle up. In the meantime, to those who celebrate, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. uh, And can't say that. uh, Can't say that. Oh, sorry. What is it, Alex? It's. Chag Sameach to all of our Jewish faithful out there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can't follow that up. Go, Green. Go, White. Go.